Michael Jordan signs with Nike. Boom. Boom. Bada ba boom. Boom. You've been spoiled. Spoiled. Dunked. Donkey dunk. Spoiled city. <laughs> we had some coffee between takes because. Or I, it just set in a little bit more. Yeah, maybe it did. I don't know. But I'm ready for some jokes. I'm ready for some good times yeah. because this movie made me it feel was good. good times. It was good times. Genuinely, like an inspiring film. Like, Which I is really like, feel that way. I remember on the car ride home. Dakota was saying to me, he's like, I felt, was it, was it inspirational? I know. I felt felt like I'm adjusting. Ignore me. I just don't normally do that with those kinds of films, but it was so inspiring. I was just rooting for everybody the whole time. Yep. And they were rooting for me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, I feel like the, the movie was kind of about how Sonny, the the main character of like Mm -hmm. the recruiter of people like he's basically a people marketer he's the head of the the department for basketball at nike right yeah so he's going around trying to you know find their market share of the freaking market Mm -hmm. out Mm -hmm. there and sell them shoes and he does it he does do it which so the big like you know nail biter of the movie if you could call it that is the fact that la da 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 stuff happens (laughs) (laughs) wow let's just assume you've seen the movie (laughs) we'll we'll backtrack and get further into let me let me tee you up okay okay okay, to the point where i think you're trying to go so we introduce we're introduced to sunny's character his Mm -hmm. disposition is that he as at nike nike's failing to break into that market to basketball into basketball market like those kinds of shoes because Mm -hmm. nike's known for running and that's Mm -hmm. basically it they're considered lame on every other front and so Nike has been giving him what he considers giving Sonny, who's the head of the basketball department, a pretty meager um, budget every year mm-hmm. to basically recruit, right. um, essentially sponsor up yeah. and coming basketball players to mm-hmm. wear their shoes. Yep. Um, and so he's given two hundred fifty thousand dollars specifically in the NBA. In the yeah, right? that's where basketball is. Well. I guess they're not doing that WNBA. Well, I only make that distinction because he also in the beginning of the movie is trying to recruit like college level basketball players to get them like invested in the brand early. And then the goal is to be sponsoring NBA basketball Mm -hmm. players. But obviously with a small budget, that's really hard to do. Exactly. And so since he's given a small budget and he's told this is $250,000, to get three different NBA players to wear our shoes, mm-hmm. which apparently is not a lot of money. I don't right. know how that math works out. But to give you kind of a perspective, if you haven't seen the movie and you're just here for spoilers, uh, Michael Jordan is not going to accept that. And he's like kind of the new freshman mm-hmm. during this time. He's like just joined the NBA at the time and people were getting hyped around kind of who he was. Mm-hmm. Like, he was viewed as like the promising up and comer that everybody was curious about. Yeah. Not only the like promising up and comer, but like a universally recognized like player of a generation, like the next Magic Johnson. Well, he was on the cusp. He was, at, but yeah. The, which is yeah. why which is why in the movie the head of the bas the sunny guy, 
he was in the know because he was so immersed in basketball that he knew before everyone else knew, like widely, Mm -hmm. that Michael Jordan was going to be a star. Yeah. And so his goal that he decides is to basically nix the idea of giving $250,000 to three players. And he wants to give everything he can to Michael Jordan. Mm -hmm. Bet it all on one guy. He kind of has a gambling addiction, so that makes sense and makes that kind of... Oh, yeah. Yeah, that kind of writer correlation. Um, And then, I mean, do you want to pick it up from there? He has the $250,000. He's going to go up against Converse and Adidas to try and sign Michael Jordan. But we figure out pretty quickly, Michael Jordan hates Nike. Yeah. Hates Nike. Embarrassing. I would never wear Nike. (laughs) 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 So, basically... One other piece that's missing that I feel like is exciting. I mean, it's probably because I'm geeking out a little bit because of my design background in college and blah, blah, blah. But I thought it was super cool that um, Nike is also making the pitch that they are making the shoe with Michael Jordan in mind. So Mm -hmm. they're designing it around what would Michael Jordan wear, not just... We have a line of basketball shoes. We want you to wear them and then we'll mm-hmm. sponsor you and you'll get a contract and people get like, it's like a tit for tat exposure situation. Well, yeah. instead they were like basically <clears throat> going to design a sp- specific shoe for him that was all red because it like broke NBA guidelines and well, it's also his, his uh, prospect team, the, the Bulls. Chicago Bulls. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So long story short, it's like, designed around him and that's yeah really yeah cool all the other too. companies are designing michael jordan around their shoe mm-hmm. and nike wants to design their shoe around michael jordan one yep. of the what was the famous line the kind of quote from the movie it was like a shoe is just a shoe until somebody steps into it mm, something mm-hmm. like that i thought that was which ties into the subplot of the movie kind of like i feel like the feelings in the movie mm-hmm. was derived from Like, if I can paint a word picture for our listeners, inside of Nike, it's just a corporate office with, like, a couple levels in it, and there's a bunch of guys walking around in, like, oversized button-downs and, you know, their slacks and loafers, and they're (laughs) just at their computers with their little green screens typing and calling away. It looks like office space. Right, and they're going up to the water cooler, and they have their little clunky desk phones. Where's this going? Well, the point, I feel like the stuff, the feelers that were happening behind the scenes is that Sonny was willing to gamble because he was a single man who lives alone, who had a gambling addiction. And, Mm -hmm. you know, he didn't have a lot on the line and basketball is and was his life. Like everything he thinks about is basketball related and a lot of the other characters in this corporate structure who he interacts with have like families and like other things on the line. So I feel like it does a really good job describing what a lot of people struggle with in the corporate structure, which is like what their priorities are and how much their job is a priority. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like in the movie, he's willing to gamble a bunch of stuff and the reason why it's a big deal is because if he offers the full budget of 250000 to Michael Jordan and he declines, he basically told his boss, you can fire me then because, you know, 
Well, yeah, I mean, but not only that, when you when you bet everything on one mm-hmm. and you lose the bet, I mean, his department would be tanked. Yeah, they were they were implying the whole movie that if that deal weren't to work, that the whole basketball department would get shut down. Mm-hmm. So like basically all of his coworkers, everyone he knew, you know, were riding on his decision to make that gamble and some people were like not super stoked on it or they yeah. were obviously there was like a lot two more characters nervous. who like supported him but were cop- cautiously optimistic by right. how big of a, t- a role he was taking which ties back into the narrative of the movie and the whole point which is that meanwhile while he's going through this kind of transformation of he's like chasing this feeling of like i need to do this um, and he believes in, in himself, but then he begins to doubt himself mm-hmm. when the, when the deal's not looking like it does go. Mm-hmm. Long story short, again, I know we kind of went off on a tangent there, but he ultimately does convince the CEO kind of <laughs> bullyishly um, to pay the $250,000 directly to Michael Jordan Like alone to write the offer, To yeah. swipe him from the two other competing companies. Mm-hmm. But... As soon as he starts doubting himself, he actually starts to get inspired by Michael Jordan's mother mm-hmm. and Michael Jordan himself to believe in him and start preaching what or teaching living by what he is preaching because he's talking about Michael Jordan's the best. Like everyone should believe in him. Like I believe in him. But meanwhile, he's going through this character arc of like he's not necessarily believing in himself mm-hmm. and other people are starting to doubt him too. And so there's all these correlations of the pressures of like professional sports and like doing business deals and all this stuff and then when it works out it's like the best scene in the film it's just like everyone's in ecstasy doing mm-hmm. like not doing ecstasy <laughs> they, they're all everybody starts doing they drugs. they just start doing drugs take no. it off their shirts um everybody celebrates everyone celebrates yeah. and it's it's a time for rejoicing and it really is because didn't you just send me a youtube video not too long ago about like people who are really successful or sometimes what was the, the word he used? It was like the, I may, I'm not sure I know exactly what you're saying, but the premise I think of the video you're mentioning is like, you have to commit to an obscure idea, like a specifically outlier like idea. Like a counterculture perspective right. that makes you unpopular. Right. And then you have to commit super mm-hmm. hard Double to that down. one idea, come off as crazy to everybody, but just put all your eggs in that basket and dive in. And then it, all of a sudden everyone else is saying, oh yeah, Michael Jordan was a good bet. Yeah. And it's like, well, I didn't say that months ago, yeah. but now here he is. And so right. that's exactly, it's exactly what it was. It was telling the story of how that happened. Obviously Michael Jordan went on to have like a crazy career, mm-hmm. especially with Nike, building him all kinds of shoes. Everyone knows what Jordans are now. Um, and I had no idea that he had like royalties on the shoes yeah. with his name. That's insane. Yeah. Can you imagine how much money that is? Well, I remember the figures from the movie, but I feel like we should wait to tell the audience, our listeners, how much money Michael Jordan makes off those shoes. Oh, sure. I mean, that's fine. I Guy like was a Shark Tank dropper. before Shark, Shark Tank was <laughs> yeah. a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely insane. I thought it was super inspirational. I thought it was so well acted. Did we miss any parts? I feel like we missed a lot, actually. Like, Sonny at one point, like, goes to, like, see Michael Jordan's mom, and he's, like, trying mm-hmm. to recruit her. Well, I feel like we we should talk about Michael Jordan's mom specifically. Because yeah, she plays a big role. Yes, I think she's, like, a pivotal character in how the movie develops, and, like, she's 
she basically is managing Michael Jordan and you don't like, like we mentioned in part one is our only thing that we didn't really like about the movie is that they never show the actor Michael Jordan in the movie. It's like always his profile or from yeah, behind or a weird his camera giant angle. frame. Right. Yeah. But the mom is shown throughout the movie and she's more of like, how do they put it? Like the, Man is the head of the household, but the woman is the neck. I feel like she's Michael Jordan's neck. Have you heard that? <laughs> I've never heard that. <laughs> so like the... the she's I, a I mean, strong, it, fierce woman, right. though. And it means she, that she calls the shots on where the head yeah, moves. Yeah, she's strong in her convictions. Right. She's very forward, and she knows what she's worth and what her son is worth. Right, yeah. right. So basically, Sonny meets with her, and he gives her a pitch talking about how Converse is... I mean, they're going to try to be flashy and impress with just like being like, your son is amazing individual as an individual, but mm-hmm. they'll have no well, like well, details. Everybody right. in town that same thing to try and make a deal. Right. Yeah. And then Adidas, like I think at the time in the movie, they were having some like ownership issues or leadership issues in the, in the company. So mm-hmm. it wasn't super like organized. And what set Nike apart was that they were young and hungry, right? And they wanted Michael Jordan, like and they specifically wanted to Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. and they had so much faith and hope in him, and they had like specific callouts to his character and his like gameplay that made them actually invested, yeah, in him. Yeah. And I feel like the mother could see you know, their actual belief in Michael Jordan, which I feel like... Or at least Sonny's, Matt Damon's Yeah, character. right, yeah. right, right, right. And I think that was kind of some of the magic of the movie was like some people truly believing, truly betting everything. So the mother and Sonny believing so much in Michael Jordan that it actually became something amazing because like unwaveringly they believed in him. I agree. It was almost dogmatic. Like it was like a religion to them. And I feel like he almost, he was almost crying when he was talking to Michael Jordan one time during, like maybe that's a good sales pitch. I don't know if I would be responsive to that. If somebody's staring at me, be like, you're so great. You're, yeah. Everyone's going to die and you're going to live on because you're so great. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, okay, weirdo. But like, right. um, they really did believe in him and they were very forward in showing that. And I, I don't know. I feel like, what did you feel about that whole scene where they finally get him at Nike to give him the offer there and they're doing the presentation. It's going badly. And so the guy just tells him how amazing he is. Just keeps, you know, pumping up his tires basically. I mean, I, like I said, I, I feel like that's kind of the magic in the movie is him truly proving how much he believed in Michael Jordan based on real things that he's seen him do. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, I mean, I saw some of the clips. I get what he was saying. Like Michael Jordan was very confident in the ball. It seemed like, um, very confident that he was getting the ball and that he was making shots very comfortable on the court and all that stuff. I don't know sports well enough to really be, I guess, necessarily moved by that. That's not, something I can necessarily relate to, but it was inspiring to see. And it was very touching to see how much he believed in this young kid. You know what I can relate to Hmm. just to hop in here. I feel like 
What also was magical to me is admittedly, I previously worked at a company that sucked my soul in every way. Like it was so corporate that you couldn't, I never felt comfortable like breaking from yeah. the mold that I had you made for myself. You genuinely are a different person ever since you left. Yeah. If, if you know, you know. <laughs> and I feel like the magic of that scene where everyone is in the room, they're pitching to Michael Jordan like a cheesy marketing video mm-hmm. and a, mm-hmm. you know. The, I thought you would relate to that. And the, yes, Little been there. snack packs. Right. And- And the name tags and the suits and the, we believe in you as Nike, blah, blah, blah. And the magical part was, what's his name? Matt Damon? Sonny, yeah. Matt Damon's character. Yeah. He, in that moment, is like, this is corporate garbage. I'm going to tell you why you're here and why I believe in you. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like. I feel like it ebbs and flows in every company. So I know for a fact there are inspirational times and there are soulless times in every company at any size. But I don't know. I feel like... I feel like this. that's why this movie was kind of refreshing. Obviously, we are not coming at it from a sports perspective. We're coming at it from reformed corporate cucks. Yeah. (laughs) Which is like, it's nice to see a company that is like, we're going to be successful by breaking from the mold mm-hmm. and actually talking about stuff that matters, not the CEO going up and then pooping in his hands and clapping and everybody being like, oh my God, <laughs> that wow. That smells nice. That smells great. More, please. You know? No, it's not <laughs> yeah. like that. It's it's a company that's actually hungry, actually scrappy, willing to make bets, willing to make deals. The people celebrate. Well, they work hard. They play yeah, hard. But the magic is when you watch the movie... Sonny is the only one willing to do that and they show why it happens. This Mm -hmm. is kind of what I mean why what hit me different is he was willing to stick his neck out there and be an individual and talk about the emotional aspects of why he was choosing Michael Jordan to create a whole product line around and, you know, invest so much money in. Other people get stuck in their comfort zones, like even huge billion dollar companies because they all have health insurance tied to that job and everybody's got kids. People got sick dogs at home. People got (laughs) grandparents to take care of and it's hard to gamble. Like people don't gamble. They come to work. They do the bare minimum or a little bit more so that they stay out of sight, out of mind Mm -hmm. and they clock out for the day and they go spend time with their families, hopefully, or absolutely, you know? And I feel like the magic in that moment was, the CEO was trying to, you know. Yeah, he devoted schmooze. a section of his company to developing something new. Well, but that took a lot of convincing, is what I'm trying to say. Is oh, like oh. even he, even the CEO, was like into his car, and yeah. you know, you could yeah, tell he, he was kind of full of himself, right? And he was listening to the board members too much about decisions to make, and the board will never approve. The fact of the matter is, there's someone with freaking boots on the ground mm-hmm. and actual opinions, cutting deals, yeah, and being passionate about what they're doing. And then finally, he is heard. Yep, I feel like that's the magic. He's personally. the trendsetter, right? He's the trendsetter. He and, risked it all, and he, it was a big payout, right? So. And I don't think that can happen all the time in corporate settings, obviously, because like it's I said, not encouraged to do so. Well, to take risky bets, it's like built that, that way. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you worked at. 
the most boring company in the world that took itself way too seriously. But I still feel like that stands true. Like, you know, IBM's not going to be doing anything. That's just the big local company here. So trying to relate to you, Philly. Please listen to our podcast. Um, (laughs) But I don't see them doing anything crazy innovative. Well, like they engineer stuff. I feel like cool things happen in different parts of different companies or whatever. I just feel Mm -hmm. like a lot of people and maybe our generation or whatever were raised by the freaking boomers who tell you to go get a job, yeah. you get a degree yeah. and you go work at a company and then you realize that the country is having a pandemic and a little bit of a recession mm-hmm. and you're like, wow, I really need to make a lot of money to keep up with this rat race and I have a whole bunch of student loans. Guess I can't be too particular and inspiring in my job because it will make people who have been skating by for so long very uncomfortable. Well, that's the thing is that little did you know that Sunny, if there's an Air Bud 2 or whatever this movie is <laughs> called, Air 2, um, Sunny is now 65 years old looking at an employee stock option that's in the millions. Right. Doing jack shit all right. day while all of his millennial employees are slaving away trying right. to make something happen and he's just like <laughs> not in my backyard like yeah. i'm not leaving i'm not retiring right because that's just how it is nowadays. Right. so I mean, it makes sense why so, they would tell but, us to do that but right. close the door right behind well, them well but that's why i liked this movie is because you hear it from your parents all the time or i did or whatever where you know if you work hard and you Stay true to yourself. Mm-hmm. You'll make a difference in this world and people will remember you or whatever. Yeah. And this is the movie that showed a perfect example of that happening mm-hmm. in a corporate setting, but also with someone, you know, pursuing their dreams and cutting deals yeah. with basketball sponsorships. Yeah. You know, and I actually think, yeah, getting I think the worth. point is that though, like that just can't happen nowadays anymore. Well, but I guess we don't work at Nike. So what do we know? Yeah. yeah. I'm sure it happens in little slivers and glimmers, but God, people have so. to, I mean, I feel like the point is like you have to gamble on yourself, mm-hmm. but it has to be a safe enough place to do so. And that just isn't the case for everyone. In fact, I think that's definitely the minority. Like yeah. people. I would be so curious to see who can't. wrote this because like I, if Ben Affleck wrote this, who's been an actor for a long time, I'm blown away that he was able to kind of do this so accurately mm-hmm. and relate so much to how people like us feel mm-hmm. who are in similar positions where we just want to do nothing but innovate and companies just stifle us left and right. But obviously it was a different time, different era and all that stuff. But yeah, it was genuinely an inspiring movie. It made me want to go to my current company and be like, I have ideas. I have ideas. Let's yeah. do this. Yeah. Let's yeah. buy Michael Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I feel like I'm trying to think if there's any other, part of the movie worth mentioning oh oh oh, 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 oh. Mm. we have to talk about the designer guy in the basement oh my god how could we we love him him. poor i think the real guy i think it said at the end of the movie that unfortunately passed away a month before filming yeah that sucks i know that guy was so nice he was really cool and apparently he golfed a lot with uh michael jordan which i think is so cool yeah they showed a little Um, like i have no that sucks i have no idea what his name is um such a sweet guy but he is like the he was like the main footwear designer for nike mm-hmm. so like the and he's in like the basement and kind of nobody really wants yeah, to go down there which is so list. weird because that's where i would be yeah all the time yeah is with the shoemakers that's yeah so sick so basically that's where sunny goes down to get a prototype made like stat for michael jordan yeah he has like three days to make jordan air ones right yeah right so 
anyway he's like this guy with a lisp and he, he basically explains like his entire life is mm. around the idea of footwear the greek mythology right of shoes right <laughs> And I don't know, something about he was like the embodiment of what I feared becoming after design school or like, I don't know if anyone out there can relate, but it, once you go to art school and or design or take a bunch of college level design classes, it like kind of sucks the soul out of it because you're like, mm -hmm. are we really going to go into the molecular science behind why a piece of glitter sparkles <laughs> for class today like i don't know i just took a lot of fine art classes where Who hurt you university of idaho <laughs> <laughs> so many people so anyway i just but i thought it was really entertaining to see you know what it looked like to have mm -hmm. a designer come out that immersed but and like excited about yeah their work. He, he had some funny lines he was talking about like again the mythology of like shoes and how the last innovation in shoes was differenti differentiating them from left to right mm -hmm. um and how he was going to build this shoe around the player around michael jordan mm -hmm. like he was going to innovate and all this stuff and then he came out with you know what to us looks like a pretty basic mm -hmm. you know nike shoe mm -hmm. um but you know obviously back then was absolutely revolutionary which compared to like what like adidas was slinging and stuff they were kind of ugly but mm -hmm. the 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 adidas not the nikes yeah. i think it, they're a very classic look but he goes on to say like you know the nba has like color regulations so like you can have only 75 percent of the shoe 75 percent of the shoe needs to be white the rest mm -hmm. can be different colors whatever mm -hmm. you want it to be and Nike's like, well, we're going to break that trend, too. Like, we're just going to pay his fines and we're going to make it more red because F the system mm -hmm. and all this stuff. And I just thought that was so cool. Yeah, like, that was really that cool. Is so A bold sick. move. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I feel like, yeah, that kind of attitude would totally serve well. And he also, whoever, the guy who designed the shoe also designed the logo of Michael Jordan, like, jumping yeah. up in the air with his legs all spread out mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. that. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah absolutely insane do you know anything about michael jordan i feel like i don't know too much about him to be honest but now i like want to learn more yeah it's i mean now that we just moved to philly i feel like we need to get into watching like nba basketball and yeah. get more into that i want to see the sixers it play. seems like it would be really high energy like we've gone to um baseball games and hockey games and i feel like hockey games are pretty high energy but i feel like basketball has to be too it's like super fast paced and back mm -hmm. and forth back and mm -hmm. forth so i feel Everyone, like be fun. yeah there's a hundred and something baskets per team yeah like each game so yeah. like totally yeah so i don't know a lot but as someone who wasn't into sports and i'm i mean uh, i guess professional sports i feel like there's a lot of people out there like that so even if mm -hmm. you aren't super into sports or michael jordan's or the history of shoes it's just like if you're a corporate girly <laughs> <laughs> with any gender identity i highly recommend seeing the movie if you want a little bit of inspo mm -hmm. a little bit of sparkle in your eye yeah yeah i would recommend it if you just want to have like a good time if maybe you're not fully committed to sports movies but maybe want to dip your toe in or just see a good film with good actors maybe you're a fan of jason bateman or you want to see what chris tucker is or you like. want nostalgia because the freaking music it's a vibe the the movie is a vibe it we is. gave it a nine i honestly would give it like a 9.2 9.3 i think that's consistent with rotten tomatoes which mm. is kind of the one we trust i think they have a, a critic score at 92 really wow either that or the audience score i'm not quite sure it's so good it's I like know. unexplainably good I I feel like actually now that you reminded me, we both gave it a nine or a little bit above. Yeah. 
I feel like I need to run home why it's so good. I know. That people need to see it, whether it's at home or in the theater. You should go see it because... You feel good. 90s vibes, corporate girly inspiration, the little guy who's not so little, Michael Jordan, Mm -hmm. getting what he's worth because of his mama. Yeah. Like, that's so epic and wholesome. I should have wrote down the mom's name. She was like the best part of the film. Yeah. Honestly. So good. But... I, you know, I got, I got to say, we have to get some NBA tickets here soon. We got to get some Sixers tickets Mm because we saw this movie. And then today we saw this movie two days ago and today we were in the car. No, we saw it. Did we see it? We We saw saw it yesterday. Literally yesterday. Literally yesterday. And then today we were in the car and we were listening to some radio station or something like that. We were talking about a new generational player, some French guy who's seven, five with eight foot wingspan. Sacre bleu. I know. <laughs> so now you know that Airbuds 2 is going to be about that guy. Airbuds? Airbuds Air 2. Sacre bleu. Airbud is the movie with the golden retriever. Yeah. Seven foot tall golden retriever. <laughs> but the golden retriever's the same size, but his legs are so <laughs> <laughs> Airbud. Sacre bleu. Airbud, a thing made of nightmares. <laughs> so gross um yeah anyway so i just feel like the universe is poking us being like you guys should watch a basketball game and i think i think we should i think it'd be fun in fact i think we have a an espn plus account now so Mm, we should probably we should we should probably peek in i have no idea what seasons look like but anyway do you have any i don't know final thoughts opinions final thoughts are i definitely rate this movie a solid nine which absolutely shocked me because i had no preconceived notions before we went in genuinely didn't really want to see it before we right yeah i think if you were born after 2008 you wouldn't get the same sparkle in your eye but it's 2008 you really think so yeah because like home videos like you know dad jeans that are like so big and those chunky sneakers Mm -hmm. and just like the 90s of it all like i don't know how why to explain. then why 2008 i would say like 2001 well because you still like got a taste i feel like some sure. of that so you know people, people still know what a vcr right. is kind of thing yeah, VHS? I, I guess yeah 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 vhs vcr VCRs. come on yeah, yeah, yeah. you stop it yeah um i i get what you mean though it's it's for a, a younger audience mm-hmm. it, it's for an audience that's not super young i think we're right. at 27 like if you were born in the 80s 90s or before 2008 80s 90s or now yeah <laughs> not now it'd be good but yeah. uh yeah that's it i highly recommend you go see this movie it's safe for i i'd say like family kids mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know date yeah. night friend night for anybody which yeah. makes it good the only thing I would add on to that, and I think those were great points, is that everyone should see this movie because you Gen Zers should see where your J's come from. Yeah. That came from Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. who is a good guy and he has a good mommy. And as, yeah, <laughs> mommy? And, mommy. And as promised, uh, I'll kind of remember some of the figures that they threw around on how much Michael Jordan oh, paid yeah, through yeah, royalties yeah. of those shoes. Uh, I think they said he made four hundred million. I, I remember three hundred million. We'll cut it in half. Three fifty. Three fifty. Three hundred fifty million, million like dollars yeah. from the royalties of his Jordans, which is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. 
craziness. Which all went to a like I think a charity that his mom ran, right? No, 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 no. I think they just had mentioned that like three million collectively was donated by the CEO of Nike to charity was something mm-hmm. that they mentioned. But they also mentioned that I mean because in the movie the mom was a big you know proponent for michael being paid what he's worth for Mm -hmm. the royalty of their name on the shoe god did she make a compelling argument yeah that interaction on the phone is worth the price of admission alone i thought that was so tense and so you gotta believe it's like how do you how do you because she had the sunny guy backed up into a corner of like oh i have to defend corporatism because i need job and prox or, or profit maximization and she's just like no like you said you believe in him. This is what's right. And mm-hmm. it's like what you want every company to do for you. Yep. But it finally works out for her. Yep. Anyway, total tangent. Sorry. Yeah. And I. so anyway, they, in the, you know, end credits of the movie, they were talking about how she started a bunch of charities mm-hmm. and stuff. So. I think specifically to help young disenfranchised a- athletes. Is that right? Or, yeah, youth. I don't yeah, really know. Yeah, yeah. In Chicago, I think. I think so. So, yeah. Long story short, I feel like super good they made buku money so they didn't really share how much nike made in Mm. total i think but you know we all know nike's a huge brand for not only shoes but you know just do it swoosh shirts were a thing and when Mm -hmm. we went to middle school so (laughs) yeah yeah that's what was popular (laughs) and the socks and you know know, michael jordan was always a meme to me he was always crying in front of (laughs) obama but he had that beautiful speech yeah. yeah he had that beautiful speech to his mommy yeah talking about how lovely she is that's so sweet so anyway great movie happy great to movie. recommend it to you guys Great movie we don't do decimals but if i could i would give this a little bit above a nine well, it's one of the best movies it's I've seen really this year. good yeah. and it's not one where you have to overthink it's not one where anything's scary it's not where we have any trigger warnings for anything mm-hmm. scary mm-hmm. it's just like go see it feel good and go to sweep yeah <laughs> you know who i think would love this movie who willem dafoe yeah (laughs) that's it for us this week i think we'll go see another movie next week yeah you want to still do this podcast do you want to continue doing this podcast Uh, (laughs) (laughs) good good we'll see you next week with another movie bye take a talk bye bye Thank you for listening to this episode of Ticket Talk. Make sure to join us next week when we discuss a new movie that we're either going to love or hate. And if you want to join the debate, we are on Instagram at Ticket Talk Pod. Each week we plan to put out two episodes, one without spoilers and one with spoilers, so you can decide if you want to see these movies too. We look forward to talking to you next time. Bye! Bye.